Hello, and welcome to Witchy Woman Podcast. I'm your host, Danae Sweet, and this is episode 124. Today, we're going to talk about green witchcraft. So if you like plants, if you use herbs in your magic, if you love to eat, you can, <laughs> and I'll explain this later, <laughs> you will really love green witchcraft, and maybe you can take a couple little tidbits from this episode and implement it into your practice. Before we start, we're going to go ahead and do a little smoke cleansing. I have got some rosemary with me, and let me light this up. Hang on. All right. I love the crackle. I love the crackle of rosemary when it's burned. It is freaking, it's just this, I don't know. The aesthetic, I guess. <laughs> I don't know. I just like that crackle, crackle, crackle. Uh, it smells so freaking good when it's burned. I wanted to give you a little bit of information on rosemary since this is a green witchcraft episode. So, rosemary actually means dew of the sea in Latin and associated with Aphrodite and Venus. I found that really interesting. It's later been linked to the Virgin Mary. But anyway... A lot of people, a lot of witches, use it for cleansing. It's historically been used to ward off evil forces, evil energy. Um, It just really has a great, like, healing, clarifying, cleansing type energy to it. Some of the things you can use rosemary for in your craft is to do what I just did. You can use it, um, you can burn it on a charcoal disc. I have a little smoke stick is what I have. Um, an herbal stick, whatever you want to call it. Rosemary is also associated with memory. So it's really great to use in an oil and a diffuser or maybe one of those little diffuser necklaces to spark memory and memory retention when you're studying. I like to do ritual baths with a little bit of rosemary and some other herbs, but I use it to remove um, my anxiety, my worries. I let it cleanse me in a nice gentle way. I find that rosemary is a little less harsh less harsh than some other herbs that you can use to cleanse with. So it's really versatile and you can use it in your food. So if you have been feeling a little down in the dumps, if you just, just the energy has kind of been bleh, um, within you or your family and your family, <laughs> you can put a little rosemary in a dish and make sure that you're telling the herbs basically you're holding the herbs before you put it into your recipes and saying please you know the cleanse use your cleansing properties your dental cleansing properties to cleanse our energy of any stagnant or blocked um, energy that we all have so that we may experience joy um, happiness or whatever it is you want to do but um I really like using rosemary and I don't know. I mean, maybe that makes me a basic bitch, but I don't care. <laughs> I really love it. So since we are doing an episode on green magic, I really thought it would be cool to draw cards from the Witch's Kitchen Oracle card deck. I really, really like it. It's um, by the same um, creators as the Spellcasting Oracle deck that I always use. I'm going to mess up their names, but I will say them. <laughs> Barbara Mickle John Free and Flavia Kate Peters, I believe. They're I love both of these decks. I must really vibe with these creators because these are two my two favorite decks to use. So let's shuffle.
that shuffle one more time, okay? I just feel like it. Alright. I'm weird and I cut three times every time unless, like, spirit's like, no! <laughs> so one, two, three, and this is our card of the week. Patchouli. So I love, I love the card. I'm not a giant fan of patchouli oil <laughs> or the scent of it, but I do like patchouli to work with. So the title on this card is Purpose. So when we think of patchouli oil and purpose and what's going on in the stars this week, you may feel a little bit distracted. You may feel a little up in the clouds and that's, you know, hey, that's normal. <laughs> um, there's a lot going on um, astrological. Lee, astrologically, Jesus, I'm still having mercury issues with my, my words. So I'm so like tongue tied at, at some point. So I'm not going to edit it. I'm just going to roll with it. Okay. <laughs> so this card and purpose. So this week, remember your purpose. And this is going to sound super, um, <laughs> I guess basic, but this week, if you find yourself um, it's having a hard time focusing on the task at hand. So you wake up, you're like, shit, I have to do laundry today. I have to go to work and whatever else. Um, stay on task. Try to stay on task. You can use patchouli to kind of cleanse some of that um, brain fog that we have going on. Um, you can use it in a perfume. You can, you know, you can, you can find some of the some of the plant, you can burn it, it is like incense, you can use it in a diffuser, whatever it is that you like to do, you can use it. Um, it helps uh, also bring a little romance in. So <laughs> if your purpose this week was to get frisky because it's solstice, um, this is your reminder <laughs> to go get it. You can put a little patchouli on your pressure points and that's supposed to be a, kind of like an aphrodisiac. Not as potent as like, I don't know, Damiana or something like that, but still potent. I want to read the little poem that it's got because this, this comes like a little guidebook and they put all kinds of cool information in it. So it's got like a little poem and some guidance from the herb, um, some recipes, which is really cool, and then a little bit of history. So I'm going to read the, uh, the patchouli purpose poem. That's kind of, I can't believe I actually said that without getting tongue-tied. Anyway, <laughs> this sacred path is yours alone. Set personal goals for you to own. My potent oil will help achieve direction and purpose to conceive. This magic is worked with harm to none, so mote it be there. It is done. I really like this. So you can use the little recipe. You can do the poem and make it a spell. It's a really cool deck. I am not sponsored by them. I just really like the deck. <laughs> Okay, I also need to announce that though there will be a code word that I will say, and I'll say, hey, y'all, this is your code word. <laughs> Write it down. I'm going to give a code word in this episode and next episode, and you write that down. You're going to email that code word with the title of your email, code word, so that I don't miss it, um, to witchywomanpodcast at gmail.com. And that's going to enter you in a giveaway. I'm going to give away a um, one of Danielle Dolsky's, I think, 
amazing creations, the Sacred Hags Oracle deck. And I'm going to send it to you. One person is going to be the winner, but I will give one code word this episode, and I'm going to give a separate code word next episode. So you'll have two chances to enter. Everybody that sends in the correct code word or words is going to be entered into the list of people. I'm going to have an online randomizer, and I will have the computer pick. And the winner will be revealed on the, I believe it's July 6th episode. And I will, um, I'll, I'll announce it there. And then I'll get your, what you're going to need to contact me and, you know, get all your deets so I can send you your Oracle deck. Cannot believe I just said deets. Jesus. Ah. So what is green witchcraft? Let's get into it. So my interpreta- interpretation, my take on green witchcraft is using plants um, and their spirits. So plant spirits uh, to involve in your witchcraft, to, you know, carry out spells, to um, add purpose to different parts of your spell work and your life through um, plants and herbs. So I want to start out with my favorite book. And this is probably one you, I don't even know if you can find it anymore, but in 2010, <laughs> Llewellyn had a 2010 Herbal Almanac, and it is probably my favorite herb book. <laughs> it has so much awesome, like, stuff in here. It has got, I want to read you, I just, in case you're one of those people who just, like, collect books like I do, <laughs> these are the contents, which... I don't find this kind of stuff in um, books now. So growing and gathering herbs, how you grow it, what is cold stratification, that kind of stuff. Um, If you're growing from seeds, some culinary herbs, it's got herbs for health, herbs for beauty, herbal crafts, so like making infusions, um, doing wreaths, uh, that sort of thing. They even have like a section in this on herbs and plants that you can use to dye things naturally, which I think is fascinating. (laughs) They have the herb history, myth and lore, and then moon science phases and the tables. I, I don't know how many times I've read this book, but anyway, if you can get a hold of it, if you can go on maybe, I don't know, eBay or something, but it's a 2010 herbal almanac by, uh, So, or however you say that. I probably said it wrong. Anyway, so this book is one of my favorites and I actually reference it quite often. But anyway, so what is, what is green, like how do I use green witchcraft in my practice? And I am just going to speak on how I do things. If you do things differently, that is awesome. I don't, um, necessarily claim to be only a green witch. I think that I do a lot of things. I just really have a love for plants. And I feel like there's a couple different ways or styles of green witchcraft. And one of those is using the herbs for their correspondences. So say I am wanting to do a love spell for myself to open up my (coughs) heart chakra to love make it easier for me to to open up and accept love. So I might I might use rose. Let's say I'm using a, a rose petals in my spell. I'm using those rose petals for the correspondence of love and self-love. That's what I'm using the roses for. Another style of green witchcraft is working with the rose and its plant spirit. So it takes a little bit a little bit different turn to it, but working with plants as like plant allies um, and working with the spirit of the plant, which is 
that's how I do it. Um, I kind of mix the two, but I tend to work with plant spirits. And all that is, is just a little bit of a different way to connect and um, work with an herb or flower or plant. So I'm going to talk about a couple different things that I feel is standard in my my practice of green witchery or green witchcraft, whatever you want to call it. So I have a yard outside. I know everybody doesn't get to have a yard. You can have like a, a balcony, little balcony garden or um, a windowsill garden. It's whatever you want. But for me, I have a yard and I have a little garden and I also have a couple spaces that are kind of like, for me, like, like we have this little space right above our cellar that's like on an I don't even know. It's like an elevated little spot. And it's just this piece of grass that's over the top of the cellar. And we don't really do anything with it. So I turned it into my bees place. This is where I plant all of the flowers I can think of or get my hands on. All the seeds um, for the bees, for wasps, for dragonflies, for whatever insects really want to come over there. I'll also do um, sunflowers because I know the ants really like, I don't know why they like my sunflowers so much, but I realize that. So I plant, I plant them over there. But that is like my way of giving back to nature. So it looks wild and unkempt. It's, it looks awful. To be honest, you look at it and you're like, oh my God, does she ever take care of anything? Not that spot. not that spot. I planted things for the bunnies and anything else I can think of that might come over there. I throw corn cobs in there for the squirrels, um, or corn, like an ear of corn or two every once in a while, just, just to kind of, if any of the animals running around need something, that's where they're going to go for the most part. Um, I also, when I water my plants in the mornings, um, in the, you know, not wintertime, uh, I go out there and I'll sprinkle water over the top of all of that because bugs get thirsty too. Like in only a couple of years ago, I it sounds so like a well-done moment, but bugs get thirsty. They need some, they need water too. So I will um, spray water um, over all of the plants and stuff in that area. And it'll, it's amazing. Like right now, dragonflies are a big thing. They're all over right now um, out here in Western Nebraska. And I'll spray and a bunch of them will fly up and then you can watch them land back down on like the leaves and stuff and it looks like they're drinking the little droplets. I don't know if that's what they're doing, but it's what it looks like. So it makes me feel like I'm doing something for them. I also leave. Um, One of the other things that I like to do that's part of my green witchery is that I have a bird bath that I put, I saw it on Pinterest, somebody put like a whole bunch of marbles and stuff in there so that the bees can land on the marbles and then still drink so they don't drown in there. So I put a whole bunch of marbles and I keep that or try to keep it as full as I can. Um, it's so hot here right now. So like if I fill the bird or the bird bath with the marbles in it in the morning, it's done by like noon. So that's something that you can do as well. But I feel like First and foremost, I need to appreciate the natural life that's around me because we are humans. We are the intruders. (laughs) Like, um, we're the ones who built a home on all these animals' places. Um, So I I want to give back to them. So those are the places in my yard I do that. I also will plant um, on, like, certain areas of my lawn. I am trying to go completely clover. So... I let purposely, like we just let some of it die and then I kind of raked it up and then I put uh, clover seeds 
I seeded, like interceded, I think that's the word for it, my lawn because I want to get rid of the grass and I just want it to be all clover. Clover and um, dandelions <laughs> because I feel like that gives back too and screw watering green grass. Like wh why? Who? I want to know. I want to know who decided we all need a crap load of green grass around our yards. Yes, it's beautiful. The aesthetic is you know, amazing, but it's wasteful. There's, I don't, I don't use green grass for anything. I'm sure I could, I guess, but I don't. So I decided, screw it. It's all going to be clover and whatever else wants to grow there. I bought some, it's called mini clover and it's super cute. I can't remember the website, but if I can remember it, I'll put it in the show notes, but it is teeny tiny and it only gets like, I don't know, like three inches tall. So eventually if my entire lawn is that clover, then I will never have to um, water it or I never have to mow it again, <laughs> which it maybe just makes me look lazy, but I don't care. I can't wait for it all to just like take over. I think it'll be beautiful. Okay, so the other thing that I like to do, because I have the space and I have a yard, and I realize that's a privilege and not everybody gets to do that, but I have an herb garden that I grow my own herbs so that I can use them in my practice. If I can grow them outside in this zone, then I do. Um, and I like growing my own herbs because I put all that energy into cultivating them from seed to harvest time. I'm caring for them. I'm nurturing their growth and um, they're getting, they're outside. Um, so they're also being able to be part of nature and they're soaking up all these beautiful lunar and solar um, phases and cycles. And I feel like by the time it's time to harvest my herbs, they've got so much intention and love and care and energy packed into them. I really prefer my own herbs over, you know, buying them. And I'm not going to say I don't buy some because I do. There's some things I cannot grow here because it's Nebraska and it's wonky um, <laughs> weather. So I can't grow everything. But I, 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 if I can grow it, I do. And it's very satisfying <laughs> to be able to you know, go out to my garden and if I really need some rosemary for a dish or if I need some rosemary for some cleansing or, or whatever I'm doing, I can go outside and pick some and I can use fresh, fresh stuff. I can use, I can dry it. I can do whatever I want with it because I grew it and I find that so freaking satisfying. And honestly, I feel like my, my herbs and the intention is stronger with my own than it is with others. And again, I know that not everybody can do that, but I'm just, this is my practice and I'm sharing it with you. So I wanna talk about planning, planning your plants. What are you gonna, what do you wanna plant and why? And then what space do you have to work with? Um, I used to have an apartment when I was younger and I had window gardens and low light plants that I could grow indoors. I just had to adapt to the area I was in, right? So one of the first questions that I ask myself every year when I go to purchase seeds or baby plants or whatever I need to have for this growing season. So I want to take into consideration what my purposes are. So in the front of my house, in the front yard, what do I want the herbs to, um, to do for me? Because I plant because of purpose. So the front yard, I want to bring in love. I want to bring in prosperity and abundance and joy. I also want to protect my energy and my home's energy. So what herbs can I put outside or plants can I grow outside in my front area 
to do those things. I love, (laughs) they stink to high heaven, but I love marigolds to bring in joy and that solar energy. I also have a very um, hot and sunny front yard. It gets a lot of sun, a lot of direct sunlight. So I want to pick um, plants that are okay with direct sunlight. So I love my rosemary to be out there. They freaking love all the sun they can get. They hate it if I water them too much. So that's where I put them. (laughs) So I have rosemary out front. I have marigolds. I also, roses are amazing for the front yard. Brings in love. It's very inviting anyway. And the aesthetic is so cool. But anyway, (laughs) I also have mugwort in my front door. Why? So not my front door, but my front yard. Why? Because it really likes the area that I've put them in. And also because that's my divination herb. That is my witchy herb. That is all of the mysteries and the knowledge. This is what I associate it with is all of those things. And I want that in my life. It's also protective to me. I work with that plant spirit and I feel like that plant spirit watches over me and is very protective. So that is something I grow out front and I make sure it doesn't like the full sun as much. So it's over kind of on the side yard, but still in the front. I have lavender plants. I have um, three different varieties of, of lavender and I have them underneath my witch cave window in the flower bed there because when I open my window, I want to smell lavender. I'm such a basic bitch. I love lavender. So I've got all these different kinds of lavender. I can open my windows. I can smell it. And lavender is calming. Lavender is loving. It's also a gentle purification herb. I love opening that window and doing my witchy things in here because the it's it's an it's a energetic feeling to me to smell and to experience plants like that. So I planted that under my witchy window for that reason. (laughs) Under our bedroom window, I have planted a type of jasmine that grows here in in Nebraska. I have a bunch of sage varieties. I collect sage varieties. Um, So a bunch of those are underneath to protect, to protect us while we sleep. Um, I also have I love them. I love tiger lilies. They grow like crazy. If you can't grow anything outside, grow tiger lilies. I literally have to thin them and split them and put them different places because I they grow so fast and they reseed. So I like to put tiger lilies up front. One, it's a beautiful solar, like that energy of a Leo is what I think of when I stare at a tiger lily. And what better way to um, protect my home is than with the energy of Leo and tiger, right? So there's different ways that you can plan your garden space, your house space, based on what the purposes are. I have a poison garden. My poison garden (laughs) is actually out. It's kind of scattered because these plants I have a very deep relationship with. Um, If you are interested in anything um, poison pathwise, I highly recommend um, Raven, uh, Gramasi's Grimoire of the Thorn-Blooded Blooded Witch and Old wo- World Witchery. Um, also, uh, uh, Kobe is got a new book coming out on the Poison Path in October, and I'll make sure that I put that in the show notes as well so you can pre-order that. But I have a very deep relationship with them, so they are actually scattered kind of all around in a purposeful fashion for protection reasons. Um, I like to have them in all parts of my yard. And this may not be for everybody. If you have small children, 
If you have dogs that run around in certain areas and you can't, you don't have like a fenced off place for the dogs, this may not be for you, but I have them all over and that's why. They provide me protection, wisdom, and I have a deep relationship with them and they have chosen their spots in the yard. I know that sounds like a crazy plant lady and I am, (laughs) but they have chosen where they would like to grow and they thrive in those places. I have tried with um, some of my belladonnas to put them in a specific place that I wanted them and they it was terrible. I put them in, I was like, okay, well, where do you want to go? And I immediately got, is it like a, I don't know, like just a knowing that it was in this particular part of the yard. And I put them there, which didn't change their sunlight or shade, um, ratio. It's just a different part in the yard. They're all in pots because I bring them in in the wintertime, but they're doing great there. So I listen to what my plants say. Like if they want to be in a different spot, then I move them. <laughs> so the the poison ones, I my belladonnas, I have a bunch of different belladonnas. And those I don't plant in the ground because I have found that they die here. Um, henbane is something I have planted in my, in my gardens. And they're a little less likely to die in, in this zone. I cover them with wood chips in the wintertime. Um, so that's, that's my poison stuff. So if you're interested in the poison path, if you're interested in any of that stuff, I did do an interview with Kobe and you can kind of scroll back, um, a few, three or four or five months (laughs) and listen to his, his, um, take on the poison path and all the different things that you can do with it. And I want to say that you can do the same thing that I've done in my yard, but inside your apartment or condo or whatever, um, you can do a similar, a similar practice, I guess. So think about the front the front door of your apartment. What do you want to bring in? What do you want to keep out? And those are the kind of plants that you're going to want to plant in the front area of your apartment. Um, because you're in an apartment, you're going to want low light um, requirement plants or get a, um, a plant light, like a grow light on Amazon. There's tons of them. I prefer like the the blue and red, what looks purple, lights for young plants when I first start sprouting them. And then I change to the full spectrum, like white light. Um, once they're a little bit bigger, they tend to uh, blossom and make flowers and stuff if I if I keep them under the white lights rather than the, the purple ones when they're older. So just a little tidbit. <laughs> um, so think about that in your apartment. Where can you plant them? Um, a really simple plant, um, that I love to grow in my front area is the money tree. You'll see those in like Walmart or any of your like home garden stores. And they're the ones that are like braided. There's three stalks and they braid them up and it's absolutely beautiful little plant. But that is in my front because I want to bring in the money. Everybody needs money to live, unfortunately. So in the front of my home, I have a money tree and it does not require a crap little light or anything. So you probably could put it in your apartment as well. Um, the windows of your apartment, you can put a little window garden, your herbs, you can scatter those around the house, however you see fit. The bedroom, what is the bedroom for? (laughs) The bedroom is for love and sleep and recuperation and healing. So you want to think about those, those plants when you're planning what plants you want to put in your bedroom. So what are those to you? Uh, I love the little miniature roses that you can get in the plant, you know, in the little tiny pots. Those are great for like on your windowsills or if you have a little shelf that's get some decent light um, because <laughs> roses and love, hello, um, those are really great for that. Everybody knows what a pothos is probably if you're on TikTok. 
<laughs> so those are amazing plants. You, God, you really have to try hard to kill them. And they grow just about anywhere. And they add like a beautiful vibe to every room. They love the bathroom because it's humid and they can vine all over the place. It's a really cool plant and it's one of the best like beginner plants, I guess, um, that you can get. And I don't use it in my magic or anything, but it definitely is in my home and creates this beautiful flow of energy in whatever room I have it in. So if I had to pick, you know, four or five herbs or plants to grow that are essential to my particular witchcraft practice that I would recommend to others. I would say rosemary because I can eat it and I can use it in my um, in my practice. Another must-have for me is rue. Rue is a great herb. It is really easy to cultivate even from um, seeds. So I like rue for removing like jinxes, hexes, evil eye, whatever that is for you. Um, just bad, you know, shit in your life. <laughs> it's really great for that. I love to use it in a floor wash to help kind of clean the energy in my home. Um, and the floor wash for me, if I use rue, is with dried. I basically make like a tea out of it in a little um, cheesecloth bag. I sit it in my mop water um, and I let it seep in really, really hot water until I can see that the herbs are, you know, I can see that they're seeping in there. And actually, after a while, um, I will take it out, squeeze it, and then I will use that again and, you know, as many times as I can that day. So, because it's going to take more than one bucket of um, mop water. So, that's something I do and I don't put, so I'll fill a fill my bucket up um, with super hot water and then I put my roux in there and I let it seep and then I take it out and then I put like whatever you're going to put in your floor wash for like actual cleaning. So like if it's Pine Sol or Mr. Clean or whatever it is that you use, some of the, some of the stuff like that, that's when I put that in. That way I can reuse my, um, my roux bag. <laughs> again for the next mop um mop bucket and I don't have the cleaner all over my roux does that make sense <laughs> you can actually buy a roux uh wash floor wash um from like Etsy shops and different metaphysical stores but that's just how I do it I didn't learn it from anywhere it's just how I do it <laughs> Another thing that I like to grow are different varieties of sage that are not white sage. So my favorite is the purple sage. It looks more blue, but that's my favorite. I actually will use that quite a bit in my practice. I love the beautiful purple flowers. I will pick those and keep those just for special occasions because they're just so beautiful. Um, so I, I will grow my own variety of sage. There's a crap load of different kinds. There's culinary sage. There's just pick one. Pick one that's not white sage. But but that's what I use um, because I can use it in um, different uh, culinary things. If you, if you can grow some culinary sage, you can do that. Um, and that's why I grow it. I really also enjoy mints. Uh, I like mint because I can make teas from it. I can do ritual baths to help cleanse. Um, I can use them in incenses. It's very multi-purpose mint is. So I, I tend to grow different varieties of mint. So you can put it in vinegars and oils. It goes really well if you eat meat with pork or lamb. It, it's, it's just a really versatile herb and I use it in my window washes actually. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm random. So I like um, spearmint to help clean the energy and help with my throat chakra. So I've been using the shit out of spearmint during mercury retrograde just to kind of help my 
my words and my communication stay the way it needs to stay. So I diffuse it a lot. So I have it in an oil, but I also have it in um, some incense blends that I create just for <laughs> my throat chakra and my words and communication during retrograde. So I will burn that. I will use it in a foot soak. It's beautiful tea. There's all kinds of different mints. Just check it out. Um, I think I have, I have spearmint, regular mint, um, lemon mint, chocolate mint. <laughs> um, but I use those quite a bit and that's for me, I can use it in my magic and I can eat it. And for me, when I pick those things, that's kind of my, my justification. If I can grow it and use it in my mundane life and my magical life, then it, then it gets to come into my garden. <laughs> okay. Um, what else do I love? Roses. Duh. Rose petals. Rose petals are so very versatile. There's a lot of things that I can use them in. I can smoke them. I can, and I do smoke my mint, by the way. Um, so you can put it in smoke blends. You can burn it in an incense. I use it a lot in ritual baths, um, little self-love spell bags, and in the bedroom kind of bags. <laughs> So I really love roses because they make a great, they smell amazing when you're outside. It just feels magical when you're around them, but also tons and tons of uses and you can eat them. If you want to garnish a dish with a rose, you can just don't use, I should have said that before. I do not use any kind of pesticides or um, inorganic fertilizers or anything in my gardens because I eat a lot of what I grow. <laughs> so I like to use, um, Man, what is it actually? I call it Neptune's butthole, <laughs> but it's Neptune's something. Hang on, just let me look it up. I had to go look at it. It's Neptune's harvest, not Neptune's butthole. That's just what I call it because literally it smells like ass and feet. It's terrible, but it's sea kelp um, and like natural organic stuff and it's concentrated so one bottle lasts me forever, but I use it in my house plants and I take it outside and I use it outside. Um, another thing that I wanted to point out that I use in my garden is, um, uh, garlic. So I like to plant garlic because I'm one of those crazy people who use garlic in like every recipe, but also it's protective. So honestly, <laughs> the front of my yard, um, has, has garlic in it <laughs> or on it because I want it, I want to protect my energy. I want to, that's where the whole, you know, vampires type thing and garlic came from is that long, long ago they thought it, it warded off evil, warded off vampires and witches and whatever. So, um, it is a protective herb and it definitely shields and wards. So I have it in my front yard because why not? <laughs> so I think you get the idea like when you're gonna plant something even if it's you know a small space or an apartment plan it out with your witchcraft intent in mind so we all have all kinds of plants because we find them you know we go to this grocery store and like ooh, plant and you bring it home and that's fine and dandy <laughs> but when you're planning out like your garden or how you're going to um, get your herbs this year. It's very, it's cost efficient. Um, and if you grow them inside, they just keep growing. Um, so plan it out. What do you want to bring into your life? If you have a back door, we have a back door. Um, I try to keep that pretty clean and free of plants because I want things to leave. I want things to go out. I want, um, 
like all of the crap that I have going on in my house when it's negative, I want it to be able to f freely flow out the back door. So I don't have a lot of plants. I think I have a pothos over there, um, but I don't have a lot in the back. Um, I have some protective and a, like absorbing plants, if that makes any sense. Garlic is, I feel one of those. Um, so if you just wanted a little garlic back there, I'm sure that would work just fine too. But I, I prefer, just for me, I don't like a whole lot in my um, back inch or back way because of that reason. Every time I say, I just want to say this, every time I say back door, I like the 12 year old little boy inside of me giggles. So if I'm stumbling over the words back door, that is why. Might as well come clean. That's it. <laughs> so, oh, anyway, in my back yard though, I do have stuff. I have, um, because we also come in that back door every, you know, a lot. So I do have some things back there. I have lavender and marigolds. I have part of my garden back there. I've got peas that are growing like right next to my back door. <laughs> back door. But, um, and a lot of my poison stuff is back there as well. So kind of plan it out. What are, what are your intentions? Um, when I set out to buy all the seeds from this year, I knew that I wanted to purposefully plant things that I could use both in my magic and my mundane. So that was my main goal this year is to plant things that doubled. So I wasn't planning two different plants, one to eat and one to use in witchcraft. I tried to double. And I feel like that's cost efficient. Um, it's space efficient if you don't have a lot of space. And it's just really cool when you can use both to me. This is going to end up a really long episode and I am so sorry, but I wanted to, to talk about the things that you can use your herbs for. So one, I already talked about culinary reasons. Use your witchy herbs that are edible and safe to eat in your herbs or in your dishes. So adding rosemary, adding some lemon zest for joy, adding um, rose petals on top of your ice cream for like a self-love or aphrodisiac type thing going on. Um, I You can eat nasturtium. Is it nasturtiums? I love them. They're bright and they're orange and they taste pretty decent. But I like to garnish things with that because it feels good. <laughs> it's like I'm eating, um, I don't know, they, they're a very solar herb for me. So it, it's like I'm eating the sunshine energy and it just feels really good. Um, so anyway, let's talk also about other ways you can use it. Sell spell bags. So I love the little organza bags that you get crystals in on Etsy or any other store. It seems like I collect all the organza bags that I get when I order stuff and I use those for spells. So, um, if I'm going out and I want to make a protection, um, spell bag, I'm going to grab some of the, I'm going to go outside and I'm going to harvest a few of the leaves off of my sage bush. I'm going to go over to some rosemary, grab a couple pinches of rosemary. Maybe I'll go over and just a little bit, a little bit of garlic <laughs> put in there. Not a lot because I don't want to stink like BO all day because that to me that's what garlic smells like, like body odor. Anyway, um, I'm going to maybe put some lavender bits in there because I get social anxiety and I want to feel calmer while I'm protected. So I'm going to put those protection herbs in my spell bag along with whatever, whatever else I want to put in there. So often I will put crystals, I will put little um, charms, like those little pewter, pewter, <laughs> that sounds weird, pewter charms that are the um, pentagrams, things like that I'm going to put in there. So it kind of depends on what you vibe with, but that's one reason I, one thing I use my herbs in. Another would be code word is banana, as in B-A-N-A-N-A-S, okay? 
floor washes like I talked about before. So you can make a roux floor wash. You can make a mint one. Um, that's super clean. I love using mint to clean with because it just smells amazing. It feels fresh and it feels like the energy in your home is like squeaky clean. <laughs> So often I'll use a little bit of peppermint oils or peppermint, basically make a tea like I did with the roux and I'll put that in my, um, in my floor wash. I like to wash my windows and walls with a similar blend. Sounds really weird, but peppermint and lavender and lemon smell amazing. If you have those herbs to burn or to put in like a, a tea basically that you can put a little bit of soap in and then spray it on your walls to wash that's amazing cleanses makes everything feel fresh and joyful um what else do I use herbs in pretty much all things I smoke them so I smoke mugwort lavender rose you can also smoke damiana plants uh, or flowers that's an aphrodisiac um different different um herbs smoked give a different sensation. So I have some serious anxiety. So sometimes it's just stray lavender and you want to make sure if you're not going to grow it yourself, make sure you're getting the lavender from somewhere that it says it's organic and safe for it's food safe. Cause if it's food safe, it's smoking safe. <laughs> that makes any sense. Um, and also research. If you're going to smoke something that you've never, that you don't have an experience with, you need to research whether that's safe and if it's okay with the medications that you're on because some things are not okay. <laughs> so you need to check these out. Um, what else do I do with the herbs? Oh, I really, really, really like dressing candles with it. And I know I can get out of hand and it can look like a torch by the time I'm done with it, but topping my candles with a little bit of organic material to me just, ugh chef's kiss. I love it. Um, I don't use as much as I used to because it's a damn fire hazard and I don't want to burn down my house. <laughs> Ritual baths and foot soaks, things like that is another thing that I use herbs in for specific intentions. Self-love bath probably is going to have roses in it. <laughs> it's going to have lavender. It's going to have probably some water safe crystals and things like that in it as well. But I love using herbs and flowers in baths for ritual purposes. Some of the purposes that I use baths for are before spells and before I do like a big ritual spell type thing, I'm going to do a cleansing or a blessing bath. Um, other things, if I am not feeling well, if I have physical pain, I'm going to want some self-care. So I'm probably going to take like a, a beautiful um, rose milk bath just to nurture my body and my soul with some Epsom salt, Epsom salt, of course. Um cleansing baths if I feel like I have been the target or of some shitty magic or somebody's thrown me a little bit of shade then I'm going to do a cleansing bath and a lot of that some of those herbs are going to include I like to use lemon verbena rue um I love to use rosemary <laughs> uh, some sage probably um and then of course some salts and things like that I'm not going to give away all my secrets but um that would be one other reason that I use uh, herbs in my baths. You can also do, like, just to pick up your mood, you can do, like, a, a beautiful citrus bath to raise your solar plexus energy. You can do, um, like, dried rose, dried, not rose, dried orange peel or lemon zest in in your bath to add a little bit of that solar energy Um marigolds things that are flowers that are orange or bright sunflowers are great for a little bit of that solar energy 
um, a lot of times I will combine my ritual bath with bath salts. So you can make sugar scrubs and bath salts as well with herbs. And those have a multitude of different purposes as well. Um, one of the basic ones that I like to use is um, to purify. So I will get Epsom, Epsom salts, um, some regular like um, sea salt. I will use maybe a little bit of black salt. I don't know. Depends on how I'm feeling that day. Then I'll add sage, rosemary, maybe a little bit of rue. I will do whatever whatever I need and then add some um, essential oils as well. And I'll make a bath salt and a scrub from it. So I will soak in that that bath and then while I'm soaking I will grab the bath salt or the, the, the scrub. And I don't like using um, in the scrub, I don't use salt. Um, I will use sugar instead because it doesn't like, I don't know why my skin does not like it when I do a salt scrub. So I use a sugar scrub, um, um, as the, as the, the rough part of it. And then I add all of the different things that I need to add to be cleansing. Let's put it that way. Um, I really like self-love scrubs or love scrubs in general, um, for healing and, I love using raw honey in there. It's kind of expensive, but using some beautiful organic honey, rose petals that are ground up, some um, Himalayan salt doesn't hurt my skin so much, so I'll use a little bit of Him Himalayan salt in there. Um, another option is to use um, oils, and that is, honestly, that's probably my favorite. I will use like an olive oil because it's cheap. You don't always have to use coconut oil or jojoba or whatever it is. Go get yourself some olive oil um, and you're not going to give the like exact recipe, but it's olive oil, a bunch of your herbs. Um, if you like the scrubby part to be um, sh sugar, then yay. If you want it to be salt, then yay. Whatever you want to make the scrubby part. But I like using oils because, oh, it leaves your legs feeling so freaking amazing. My skin feels like it's been renewed when I use an oil-based scrub. And loose incenses would be the other thing that I use herbs for. I like to dry them and then I keep them all separate and then I will create, oh my dog just like jumped off my chair and attacked the cat, sorry, <laughs> startled me. Um, I will use, where was I? Oh yes, yes, incense. So I love to burn shit as, if you've listened very long at all, you know I love to burn shit, I'm basically a pyro. Um, I love to mix different herbs to create custom blends just for me. I don't share them. They're just for me. So I have different ones. Let me look on my shelf. I've got abundance, um, a banishing one, a releasing one. I have self-love. And then I have some that are dedicated specifically to uh, deities that I honor. Um, and then I have solstice ones that I will create. And most of the solstice ones or the Sabbath ones are ones that I just create on the spot. I'll look at my cabinet and go, okay, what am I vibing with, with, with this solstice or this Sabbath? And I will create it from that. The last thing I want to talk about, um, as far as herbs in my practice are like herbs, like smoke sticks. And I don't do very many of them because I just prefer loose herbs for some reason to burn them on a charcoal disc. Probably, you know what? It's because I get to use my cauldron. That's why. Because <laughs> I love, I have this giant cauldron that my husband bought me and I like to burn things. So if it's, if I can burn it in there, I will. Um, anyway, but I do do, um, I do do, I don't do do. <laughs> I, uh, oh my God. 
anyway, um, I will create um, herbal sticks that I can burn. So I have right now hanging on my wall, I've got some uh, lilac ones. I went and picked a whole bunch of lilacs and I wrapped them up in string and hung them and they're drying. That's going to be something that I can use this. I love using the flowers that I really love in the summertime. I love drying those and then using them in the winter when I'm really fucking bummed out. That's my favorite. <laughs> so I do make some rosemary ones. I will do mugwort and I really like doing ones that are made from mint leaves, whatever flavor I, I currently am growing. Like I said, this year I think I've got lemon mint, spearmint, plain mint, and chocolate mint. Let's talk about oils real quick. So I have specific like oils that I have made that have the herbs infused into it. And there's a couple different ways to do it. I like to use olive oil again because it's it's a lot cheaper than going to buy some of the other oils that you can use. And it's, it's just a really great oil to work with. I think it's pretty, it's got a good color to it. And I like, I like it. <laughs> so anyway, um, you can grab the herbs, stuff them in a jar, cover them with oil, and then you shake them every once in a while. Um, and you leave them in there for like two weeks. So that's one way of doing it. And then you want to drain all the plant material. And then I learned a really cool thing off TikTok because I'm addicted to that damn app right now. Um, if you have your, all of it gone. So like you have your oil, you got all the plant material out of it. And now you're left with whatever. And it's still cloudy. That means there's still water in um, your oil. So she said you basically stick the the jar in um a like a pot of water and slowly warm it up kind of a slow boil so you're not going to break anything in there um and that will evaporate all the rest of the oil and it will become clear so i i may try that because i get a lot of cloudy oils <laughs> um one little tip that i was taught a while ago to keep um oils and blends like that from spoiling is to stick a little bit of vitamin E in there and I just go get the little capsules, the little gel capsules at the grocery store that are supposed to, you're supposed to take them, eat them or, you know, as a supplement. And I just poke them with the toothpick and then squeeze a couple of the vitamin E things inside of the bottles and things that I keep my oils in. I have different types of blend. So I will make, um, some, I have one in particular that's like my, my main one and I'm not going to give the recipe away because that's particular to me and my practice and actually, um, my family. So I have one for that. I have some that I use when I work with particular deities that I have made with the plant material that I have grown. Um, I also have, um, oils that are for different things. Like I have one that's specifically for when I know I'm going through, um, a, a downtime. So everybody knows I have depression or you, if you have been listening very long, you know that I struggle with that. And if I feel like I'm hitting one of my, I'm crashing and, and going into one of my slumps, I have a few different oils to help me come out of it. Um, they are, a lot of them are very solar and sun type energy to help, you know, light up that solar plexus in my sacral to help me get out of my funk. Um, but those are just a few reasons or a few things I have. Some of the oils, um, they're for my body and I will put them on after I take a shower or a bath. And those specific ones are ritual oils. So 
say I'm doing a really big ritual with one of my deities, then I have a specific oil that I will put on my body to moisturize and take in that plant energy um, before I do my ritual. Um, these are just things that I do that you don't have to do. These are just things that I do. I also really, really like <laughs> taking a little bit of my purification oil and drawing sigils on my home. So I will go outside and I will draw, draw sigils of protection, love, you know, whatever it is that I want. And I will draw that on the outsides of my doors, um, you know, the, underneath the windows because I don't want to dirty up my windows. Um, but that's another way that I use a plant um, oil. Okay, so I think I probably rambled on long enough about plant magic, but I wanted to tell, show you a few of these books um, that I highly recommend. So Anything by Rosemary Gladstar is amazing. She is a great herbalist. I don't know if she makes or writes herbal um, books anymore. She writes fiction too, but her um, books about plants are amazing. Mentioned the 2010 Herbal Almanac by Llewellyn, so check that out if you can find it. I also love Everything by Ellen Dugan. <laughs> um, the one I really like is Natural Witchery, Intuitive, Personal, and Practical Magic, and it's really good. I really, really like it. It's got a lot of plant stuff in it. If you like to do kitchen witchery um, and involve the things that you have grown, um, Kitchen Witches Cookbook by Patricia Telesco is really nice. There's a ton of recipes in there. A lot of them include witchy herbs that you can grow yourself. And then we have Anything, I Love Everything by Raven Gramasi. I really like this author. But the grimoire of the thorn-blooded witch and old world witchery have a lot of poison path information in there. And I highly recommend those if you are thinking about growing things like belladonna and hembane and mandrake and all those. Well, I hope that you have gotten the code word and that you wrote it down. If not, you're going to have to re-listen to the episode. <laughs> I'm sorry, but you're going to have, but if you get the code word, don't forget, write that thing down, open up your email, send me the email with the code word in it, and then also the title of your email needs to be code word. I get like 100 emails a day, so it's hard for me to sort them. So if you put code word in it, I'll be able to sort my emails very easily and add your name to the list. Um, next week, we'll also have another code word that's going to be different. So check that out and make sure you are listening so you can enter to win a um, deck, the, the Sacred Hags Oracle deck by um, Danielle Dolsky. I will send that to you. So we have one winner from, um, from this giveaway. I will announce it on the 6th. Okay, I realize it's like 50 some minutes at this point, so I probably better shut my trap hole. <laughs> Okay, so I, I, yeah, that's all I got. So until next time, stay witchy. Bye-bye.